Yeah, yeah. Just mutate. Tom King. It's good to be the king. Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Yes! Yes! And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. It's Christian and King. Questions before we proceed. It's your third and final hour here. Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com, streaming live on TuneIn as well. Nice to have you with us here this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed the sun earlier because it's just about gone, and I think we're going to get some snow squalls a little bit later on here. According to Merck Rosenthal. Merck Rosenthal, I'm going to go up to Manchester for a hockey game. (laughs) Uh. I don't know what it is, but something about New Hampshire weathermen is imminently... You just want to imitate him, you know? Well, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Al Capri, everybody does an Al right. Caprillion impression. Uh, and uh, Mark Rosenthal is slowly coming up the ranks, too. I work every day. I work a little bit on my Mark Rosenthal impression. I, I do, too. Yeah. Home, yeah, no, no. I did it all weekend. I don't have the music. I don't have the dun dun I guess I could probably go back and find it. Yeah, no. You, you want to you do your Mark Rosenthal impression? Sure. Let me see if I can find the music. Uh, it's, uh, let's see, weather update. We just had it. Mark Rosenthal weather. All right, let's Ready? see. Oh four, oh eight, eight. Let's uh, let's go. Here we go. Good afternoon, Mark Rosenthal. <laughs> Today, showers and snow flurries. Maybe a little squall later on for Friday. Rain in the forecast and the heavier times. We'll keep an eye on a storm that's coming up the coast, and that's your weather. And that's all I got. You know. Not so, bad. That's not bad. Not bad. Good afternoon, Mark Rosenthal. All right, let me give it a shot. Day. Hey, everyone. Mark Rosenthal. <laughs> Going to get some snow squall. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> all I can do is the beginning. But that's, as far as, that's as far as I've gotten. Right. Yep. It, you know, just the same with same with Caprillion. Once I get past. Good evening. I got nothing. <laughs> All high pressure. All I got is good evening and high yeah. pressure. That's it. With Rosenthal, all I got is, tomorrow. Good morning, everyone. Mark Brindle. That's it. That's all I have. That's I can't. I got nothing after that. Uh, that's great. I know. I got to work on that. I used to be. I used to do. Rosenthal is, is a. He's based in Mass, I think, because he was uh, he was in Channel Five for a while. He okay. was the, he was one of their one of the, he was like their B you know backup weather guys. Gotcha. Yep. I guess Mark Rosenthal uh, is a karaoke dynamo. We should connect him with DJ Dave. Oh yeah, no kidding. And we got to thank DJ Dave. He yes, uh, let's, came let's through right and, and uh, paid uh, paid up. DJ Dave Martinez, who uh, we we had a little wager going on <laughs> with a friendly bet. Nothing, you know, no, nothing no, serious, yeah. obviously. No, no, but it involved I, I, the New York Giants. Are you? Uh, I, I, am I moving into his house first, or are you? I'd it's, like to go first. Yeah, because I got to get out of the situation I'm in. I mean, really? you got the yeah. compound. It's yeah, going to be a vacation true. home yeah. for you. It's going to be more of a permanent thing for well, me. I so. live in a vacation home, so that's yeah. No, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see. It's going to be like your Miralago, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'll, right. you'll crew. You'll breeze in and out when you feel like right. it when you're in town. Right. But for me, I need you know. I okay. Need to, I just wonder. Yeah, it's right. it's a little more urgent over here. Yes, but it wasn't a big bet. You know, it wasn't a big bet. No, no. but we will be uh, enjoying some lobsters very soon, courtesy of our good friend DJ Dave. And by the way. If you're looking for a professional DJ or an MC, he's the guy. Go to djdaveentertainment.com and then you can thank us later, like like right. Drake. You know. Yep. Um, okay. A couple of things to get to here before we uh, before we move on to the uh, to the Patriots. We'll also hear from Devin McCourty this hour. Um, but I wanted to sort of tie this thing around here with the Celtics, which we started the show off with Jay Crowder. Um, I think the with like a little bit of hindsight here, I you know we I was reacting to this as it was happening. And sort of could could get both sides. Like I, I tried to be objective about it. I tried to see it from Crowder's side. Tried to see it from the fan side. And I still maintain that not one fan in that arena last night was cheering for Gordon Hayward and, and cheering in a way that suggested we in don't. In spite want Jay of Crowder. Jay Crowder, right? Exactly. I think mostly what people wanted and what they envisioned when they were cheering for him is okay. Now you and Jay Crowder will play together, and maybe this team can get to the next level. I think that's <laughs> ultimately what people would like. Celtics fans, if you polled them going in and out of TD Garden or on the radio or anywhere, I would say, you know, 99, about that percentage have a favorable view of Jay Crowder. I don't know any Celtics fan that's just like, you know what, that Jay Crowder, screw him, don't like him, wish he, wish he would just leave. No one thinks that. Everybody loves Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's a folk hero. 
You know, I mean, he's a guy who played his way up from nothing, from a back end of the bench, main red claw type of player, to being an important starter on a on a playoff team. That's right. that's inspiring. You know, sure. people people love that. That's a guy you can point to and say, look, you know, this guy wasn't expected to be anything. This guy was just a throw-in in a trade. Now look at him. Look how important he is to this team. Look at all the things he's done. What you can't say about him is now he's a superstar because right. he's not. And Gordon Hayward isn't quite either, but he's more of one than Jay Crowder. And in today's you know NBA, where the culture of it is so superstar-driven and getting all these players together and getting as many guys on the team you know, as you can that, that can all do certain things, you know, that's just the way NBA fans are sort of conditioned to root for their teams. Get all the players. Get everybody. You know, if there's someone who's going to be a free agent next year and you think they're a good fit on this team, go out and get them. Don't go out and get them and then ditch Jay Crowder. No skill, one's saying he's that. He's a skilled player. That's why they like him. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's a 20-plus point And they scorer. stand out. Those guys stand out. Yeah. They stand out. The Crowders don't stand out a lot. Right. So there's, there's why. The only thing that would make me hesitate at all, and the only reason why I think it's going to be tough for the Celtics here is that Gordon Hayward's 26, okay? I don't know when he turns 27, but he's going to be 26 or 27 by the start of next year. I have a hard time seeing how the Celtics, assuming everybody offers him a max contract, which everyone's going to do, why would he pick the Celtics? Why would he leave Utah go to the Celtics when I'm sure he's going to get offers from plenty of other places? You just have to see who the offers come from and where, where his choices are. Yeah. You wouldn't automatically just pick Boston. No, he's not going to do that. His agent's not going to let him do that. Mm-hmm. See where the offers come from. Right. You know, and then, then you go from there. That's how it works. Maybe he really likes Utah. Oh, boy. Maybe he'll be the first guy ever to stay in Utah. Well, Malone stayed there, didn't he, for a while? And Malone left, but he was he was. But that was in the prime. 80s and yeah. 90s, you know? I mean, that was different. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Free agency Stockton, wasn't. The people Stockton people stayed. stayed on their teams. Yeah, you know? that's true. I mean, it was Stockton more of a stayed. thing. Yeah. Stockton stayed. They brought in Gal Hornacek and Russell and that yep. big goon center they had. Um, uh, I forget his name. Oh, oh, Greg uh, Ostertag. <laughs> Remember yeah. him? Right. Oh, yeah. That oh, guy God, was yeah. that oh, guy yeah. was a wax statue, Greg yep. Ostertag. <laughs> and he almost won a championship. Yep. You know, but they couldn't quite do it. Despite having, you know, one of the best power forwards of all time. Yeah, they would have won it if Jordan was time. around. So they would have yeah. won it then. They probably so. would have won a They played few. him twice, didn't they, in the finals? Uh, twice uh, or once? I think it was once. I don't know if it was twice. I'm not sure. I remember the, obviously, the Jordan shot over Byron Russell. That's right. I think of. Right. Um... They play him yeah. again. Do they play him some other time. I'm not sure. You know, they made but, the playoffs every year. Yeah, no. I mean, Sloan had a had a remarkable stretch mm. of winning when he took over. You know, and Sloan had been a failure with the Bulls as a coach. He was fired in midseason. I think it was his rookie year or his second year with the team in Chicago. And he's a former Bull. He was well known for his play. They with lost the Bulls. to the Bulls. Two he, years in a row. Yeah, 97. Yeah, 97, 98. Yep, I thought they played him twice. You're right, yep. yeah, two straight years. Yep, there you go. And uh, lost in six games both times. The old man still has a little bit of that memory left. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who you are, Just but I do remember. Just a little bit. I do remember that. That's the sign. You know, that's the sign. You remember things way back. Mm-hmm. You don't remember what you did five minutes ago. Right, no idea what you had for breakfast. But still very, very Did I have breakfast? What time is it? What's what's breakfast again? (laughs) Yep. Um, So, yeah. Do you want to uh, to do this now? You want to do Devin McCourty now? Devin McCourty now? Yeah, let's do Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty talked today to the media. Uh, Tomorrow, I believe uh, there'll be a couple other players. I don't know if Brady's talking tomorrow. I think he may. Tomorrow is the last day that they'll be available until uh, Monday, Monday or Tuesday. Brady was not at practice today, by the way. That's not unusual. He missed a practice last week, too, remember? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's do McCourty now. Okay. Uh, here we go. From earlier today, uh, safety and captain Devin McCourty. Uh, I think just to try to keep getting better. Um, I think Bill will put everything, you know, what we need to do, put it all on the table today when we uh, start in a squad meeting and stuff. But, um, you know, the usual, you know, take advantage of the couple of days we got uh, out there on the practice field to work on the things. Uh, that have come up over the last couple of weeks. Um, we know every play is important now, you know, so uh, just trying to zero in on everything that we might see, we might not see, you know, I think that's the, the benefit of having the bye week and, and having some days to, you know, re-examine yourself and, you know, get ready for the, the final push of the season. How's that a little different, Devin? Like some teams would say, all right, we're just off bye week. 
uh, relax and, and Gary, have you guys seen to that first week anyway you have in the past, why has that been successful to self-evaluate this week? I just think it works for this team, you know, probably because of Bill and the coaching staff is just what they believe in and what they decide to do. So the guys that have been here, you know, once this week comes up, we know what to expect uh, for new guys and rookies. They kind of already know what to expect because when they're asking questions, you know, is this similar to the bye week earlier this year? No, not really. It's a little different, you know. So uh, I think everyone's prepared to take advantage of, of the couple days we have where, you know, I think every team's different. You know, how you want to use that, how how it works out for your team, I think could be different. But here, I think we all understand uh, the goal and what we're trying to do with this week. When they ask you, Devin, how exactly is it different? What do you tell them? Uh, just this is it. You know, I think the first bye week, we're having a bye week to rest up for the whatever's left of the season. And the reality of this bye week is we could be resting up and, and putting in work to play one game. And uh, I think once you've been here for a while, you realize that you're putting in the work for, you know, a couple games left, and then that's it. The season's over. You do whatever you want. So um, I think that's the message you, you want everyone to know. You know, whatever you think you want to do right now, you can hold off because reality is if you don't put everything in, you'll be doing that in two weeks anyway. Devin, how do you prepare for an opponent when you don't know who it is yet? Obviously, you're very familiar with the Dolphins. You played the Texans earlier this year. But do you prepare more for the Raiders if that's the eventual team? Or how, how do you get ready as, as you are right now? No, I think you just try to work on yourself. You know, I, there's but so much you can do when you don't know who you're playing. You know, I don't think you don't go into depth and practice for one team. You just can't do that. And, you know, especially for us as players, I don't know what the coaching staff The coaching staff probably gets ahead. But I think for us as players, you know, we don't like to get ingrained in, in one team and then you got to play another team. So uh, for us, it's just getting better ourselves and, and, you know, working on the things we haven't done well that the coaches will show us uh, throughout meetings this morning and trying to get better at those things. You mentioned how this bye week is different from the one in the regular season. I'm wondering if this bye week feels at all different to the one you guys had last year going into the postseason. It just seems like as a team, you guys are in much better shape physically, and I'm wondering if that might um, allow you to prepare a little bit differently. Yeah, I mean, I feel better. It's uh, it's it's sometimes hard to even remember back, you know, a full year ago. But um, I think, you know, me, I was battling with an ankle injury, so that was tougher. But uh, I think overall, you just look at, you know, the the list of guys on IR were in better health, so um, it'll be a little different, I think, than than last year. Uh, just for the, the health of the team uh, seems to be better. So um, hopefully we could take advantage. I thought last year was different, but we, we tried to take advantage in the way we could last year. That was a little different than this year. But, um, you know, that's the thing in this league. Year by year, you know, you hope you get to buy a week. How it'll play out and how it'll work might be a little different, but I think the mentality stays the same. Yeah, we've heard a lot of the offensive players talk about how um, Josh McDaniels would be as a head coach, or just as he's going through the job interviews. Just your thoughts on Matt Patricia um, doing the same thing coming out there, looking for interviews, and his thought, your thoughts on him as a coach. I would just say for us, he's been great. You know, um, I don't know anything about you know what it'll be or how, but I think for us as players and, and get the opportunity to play under him has been great. Just his energy. Um, his drive to to be perfect, you know, to get everything right for us. I think how much he cares about the defense and about the guys in that room. Um, I think really gets guys going. It it has a you have a great appreciation for what he's doing and what he's trying to do. I mean, the time he spends here, uh, the little things he does for us. I think as a defense, stick out, and I think that's the first thing. Uh, new guys, rookies, young guys, you learn as soon as you play under him. Is, is really how much he cares and how much he, he wants to get better uh, as a group. And I think this year showed that, you know, he put a lot into it and uh, it's worked out well for us as a defense uh, with him at the top leading us. So uh, we just got to continue to do the things we've been doing and listen to him. How is it that this team's constantly able to overcome <clears throat> adversity? You think of this year with Tom being suspended, Jamie being traded, Rob gets hurt again, but you guys keep winning. Uh, all those things don't equal winning, so... We try to block it out. We try to focus on the things that we know can help us win at the end of the week. You know, whether it's preparing for the first four games without Tom, you know, there's no reason to harp on it because he wasn't going to play in the first four games. 
you know, we trade Jamie. He can't play for us anymore. He's playing for Cleveland. Let's focus on what we can do and who's here. So those those little things seem like cliches, but I think as a team, when you can zero in and focus on those things, um, it might not all be perfect, but you give yourself a chance to win uh, at the end of the week when you play. David, I wanted to ask you about one of your teammates, Matthew Slater. Um, NFL players voted him the Bart Starr Award winner, which is for uh, exemplifying character and leadership on and off the field. As a teammate of his for now seven years, uh, what are your thoughts on him in that and winning that award? Uh, honestly, it's been an honor. I mean, to play with him as a teammate and, and to learn from him and you know see how he prepares at a professional level and what he does to take care of his body. The guy's here to like 6.30 every day, um, trying to do little things to get ahead. Uh, but I think for me, the best thing is being a friend. You know, I think the opportunity to call him a friend and get to know him, his wife, his child, his son, uh, has really blown me away. The, the amount I've learned from Slate is, I mean, you can't even explain or write it down on one sheet of paper. Uh, he's been a tremendous leader, uh, role model for everybody in the locker room. And, you know, I think now in his ninth year, you know, you could say the same thing about him in year four or five. You know, older guys that were vets came in here. You looked at Slate. You looked to see what he did. I mean, obviously because he was a great player, but his character, I think, who he was as a person is what always will stick out about him. And, you know, I think for the guys to be a part of uh, him receiving that award and seeing it and, you know, seeing what it meant to him uh, was was really cool. So uh, proud of him and, and happy he got the acknowledgement that he's really deserved throughout his whole NFL career and, I mean, really his whole life. It didn't just start now. So uh, honor just to play with him and call him a friend. Devin, you guys have had a lot of success here. You can talk about the, what, what you do on a bye week and learn from that and teach the younger guys where you are right now in your career. What's your hunger level for where you want to be as far as starting off this whole playoff run? What you guys hope and expect to get to where you want to get to? Uh, simple, just to be ready. You know, um, the playoffs is a time to just play your best football. I, I think you you got to put a lot into it, but you can't get you can't go over the top. You know, it's still just football. Um, you know, I think we talk about it every week as being prepared, um, but this time you have opportunity with a couple extra days to really be prepared to really be on top of things. So um, right now it's a little easier because you're not you're not as much studying an opponent, but you're studying yourself. So. Um, if you're if you're able to to really look at your game and, and look to see whatever whether it's a mistake you made in a game you know that might have hurt the team that time or it was a mistake that didn't hurt the team learning from that uh, refocusing on different fundamentals that we're going to need going forward um, you know what that looks like you're not sure yet you know I think you just got to keep doing that throughout this week day in and day out and. and know when we come back next week where we have an opponent locked in, keep doing those things, but now putting it towards the opponent. And your hope is by Saturday at 8, 8 o'clock, we're all ready to go and playing as a unit, playing as a team. Stephanie, you talk about uh, veterans on your team who are beating over the place for the first time or haven't had a lot of success, particularly like Martellus and Chris Long. How does that factor in? What are your thoughts? What do you say to them about I mean, they got to be pretty excited about a possible playoff for uh, you don't have to say much. I, I always remember my rookie year when uh, Bill came in there and he, he always harped on around this time. Everyone talks about experience and, and having guys with playoff experience. And he came in there and he said, I don't give a damn about playoff experience. It's all about who executes and plays their best football this time of year. Whether you're a guy who's played in 12 playoff games or whether you're a rookie, he said he's seen examples of both who have come out and played great and those who have come out and played terrible. So he said, maybe does it help? Maybe. But he said it doesn't matter if you don't come out and play. So I think for those guys, their biggest thing is they've played. they play football for years now. You know, just zeroing and playing your best football uh, right now uh, is what's important. And I think they understand that probably more than anybody because this is what they waited for and this is what they wanted. So... Um, you just let those guys go out there and play. Both of those guys are true professionals, uh, coming to work day in and day out, you know, put in a lot of work, help the team out. So um, I think they're both ready to go. And, you know, you look for them to be leaders uh, for even the younger guys or guys that, you know, have less NFL experience. Like 
Yeah, man, he gave me a hoodie a couple years ago. I figure, figure I'll throw it. I'll put it in a rotation. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a fan of him. I guess he does all right for us. Takes it easy on you in practice. Oh, he doesn't want those problems with me in practice. <laughs> Thank you. Devin McCourty there speaking from earlier today at uh, Gillette Stadium. I got a prediction about Slater. Oh, yeah? Yes. What's that? I think he will end his career in Los Angeles with the Rams, Okay. where his father played. I think that would be important to him. I'm it just would? guessing, but I think that might be important to him and his father. Big family but guy. A Patriot his whole career. True. I don't think know. he'd want to leave and just for one year. I mean, at the end of his career, look. Eventually, he's not. You know, eventually his position running up and down the field. Right. You know, it's you know that that age does affect that. Age does affect it, and also that part of the game is becoming less and less important every right. passing year. Right. You know? Which means that he may not. You know, uh, how long will he be here? Yeah. You know. I mean, with the, think about it on kickoffs, the coverage team. It's basically just a foot race. Yeah. No one's tackling anybody. No. They're all, it's all touchback. I mean, right. they, you know what I mean? Like, in, in punts, it's different. Punts, punts is, are punts a whole other story. Punts is the big deal. But kickoffs, the coverage right. team on kickoffs, they're basically just racing each other. Right, yeah. I they're know. not hitting anybody. No one's, you know, no one's making any, they're downing the ball. and they're Get just down there, just get down there. So you just, can get there first. That's get down it. <laughs> there just in case the guy's going to run it out. Or, in the case of the Buffalo Bills... They're kicking off and then downing the ball in the end zone and scoring touchdowns. Right, exactly. You know that technically that game could have gone on forever? Oh, God. They could have scored an infinite amount of points by kicking the ball into the end zone and then downing it because no time came off the clock. Right, right. They scored 10 points in zero seconds. They kicked a field goal, and the ball doesn't, the clock doesn't start until the receiving team touches the ball. And if the coverage team downs it in the end zone, no time comes off the clock. So technically they could have done that over and over and over and beat the Je- and beat the Bills infinity to nothing. I'm confused. They could still be doing it right now. It would go on forever because it would never take any time off the clock. If they managed somehow to keep kicking into the end zone and downing it, the at game some would point, go on forever. At some point, the foot's going to get tired. He's not going to be able to kick it. They bring zone. in another kicker. <laughs> yeah, well, You'd think it. eventually Buffalo would go, hmm, you know, maybe we should, st- <laughs> maybe we should all go back in the end zone. Something, some, there's got to be some way to prevent this. I know. What a great way for that to uh, for that season to end. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, take a break here. 603-883-9900 is your phone number. 883-9900. It's Christian and King. We're back after this. You're listening to Christian and King on 1250 Manchester, ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Ari Wolf with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. LaDainian Tomlinson, Kurt Warner, Terrell Owens, Brian Dawkins, and Terrell Davis among the 18 finalists named Tuesday for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's Class of 2017. Also making the cut, former Commissioner Paul Tagliabue, coaching pioneer Don Coriel, and Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. The Hall of Fame inductees will be announced February 4th. It's a battle of backups in the playoff opener between the Raiders and Texans Saturday. Due to injuries to both teams' starting QBs, rookie Connor Cook gets the nod for the Raiders against Houston's Brock Osweiler. Falcons OC Kyle Shanahan will interview for his dad's old job as head coach of the Broncos. Shanahan will also speak with the Niners, Rams, and Jaguars this week, while both Patriot coordinators will interview for openings. Offense coordinator Josh McDaniels will speak with the Jags, Rams, and Niners, while D.C. Matt Patricia is meeting with the Rams and Chargers. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger and home values have been increasing. This good economic news presents a unique financial opportunity for you. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.51%. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN to see how much we can lower your mortgage payment. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. 
With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Map out an adventure your whole family will always remember. Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure. Journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Fly off to Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian. And trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf from Disney's Frozen. The journey begins in your hometown. Playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester. Tickets are on sale now. Visit DisneyOnIce.com today. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to take it, three for the win, it's good! It's the three to win the National Championship! Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions, the Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here, this is ESPN New Hampshire. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. Students, visit NHAB.org to apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. Outdoor Almanac. Brought to you by New Hampshire Fishing Games Wildlife Journal. When many people think of wildlife in New Hampshire, most don't get past deer, bear, moose, turkey, coyote, fox, and fisher. Oh yeah, maybe a skunk. But on the 25th anniversary of the non-game and endangered wildlife program, they probably should. There are so many other critters that are residents of the state that are part of the outdoor landscape that we see and often take for granted. They deserve another look. As John Cantor, coordinator of Fishing Games Non-Game and Endangered Wildlife Program said so eloquently, quote, when nature is thrown off course, we have responsibility to help it get back on track. Knowing how much the people of New Hampshire care about their wildlife and wild places, I can't help but think that the future looks bright, unquote. We should all hope that John's optimism will be realized because history is full of examples of after years of turning a blind eye to wildlife issues when it was too late. Societies would say, oops, that's not a word we need to use. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. From Laconia to Boston, the seacoast to Fitchburg, this is 1250 Manchester, ESPN, New Hampshire. See, I, I think any wager that is made between us and anybody else, yeah. punishment or the, 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 the loss should be that you have to listen to the wildlife <laughs> infomercials I for like an extended the, period of time. I like knowing what's going on with the beavers and the for otters. Extended, I think that that is your calling right there. I think that that ought to be the punish. That ought to be the loss right there. Yes, indeed. Yep. I'll tell you something about the beavers. In there's nothing. There's nothing more entertaining than you know. The look on your face when those things play. The pond <laughs> may be frozen, uh, and they may be calm and peaceful above the ice, but beneath it, Tom King. A magical world see, of beavers. See, as an old man, I already know all about this stuff, you know? But for you, it's an education. <sighs> you know, for you, Mr. Arkan, Mr. Arkan, it's an education, you young whippersnapper. You need to know about the, the <laughs> set of the birds and the bees, the beavers and the otters. You know that, <laughs> you know that guy? Jack Baldwin? Yes, I do. Jack Baldwin? Yeah, I haven't talked to him in years. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because he's been out in the he's woods. He's been out in the woods. <laughs> hunting the beavers. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get in touch with him. The only time he ever leaves his hunting stand is to record those things. Oh, uh, I know. That's it. Sometimes I think he records them from up in the hunting, up in the, you know. What do they call those things? Those little elevated things that you shoot from? <coughs> the hunter's roosts or whatever. What are know. those called? What? The tree stands. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I was going to say a tree house. I should know because he says it. it talks he's about up his tree a, stand. He's up in a tree Proper tree stand etiquette in every single one of these. He's things. living in a tree. Anyway. When you're in a tree stand, don't eat, don't eat potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> the crumbs will attract bears and 
It is. <laughs> that's true. Might scare away the deer. That's true. It's an education. See, it's an education. When you're shooting a deer, make sure no one's hiking on the trail. And if you're hiking on a trail, make sure no one's trying to shoot a deer near you because you might get in your... He'll never, he'll never go one side or the other. He goes right down the middle with yep. these things. I, you know, it's never totally the hunter's fault, never totally the hiker's fault. Or always never totally the deer's of, fault. No, the it's, it's always the deer's fault. Or the otter's fault. The deer, the deer shouldn't have been out that day, you know? Sorry. Uh, wrong, wrong day to be a deer in front of Mr. Uh, what's his name? Baldwin? Jack Baldwin. Jack yeah. Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's never a good day to be a deer and to encounter Jack Baldwin. <laughs> you just don't. It's never a good thing. No, because you know? that's never. when you get the deer in the headlights right. look. Yeah, it's like being a club goer and having an encounter with Aaron Hernandez. You just don't oh want to do God. it. You know? there's oh, my no, God. Nothing good will happen from it. You know, just, <laughs> just <laughs> Jack Baldwin is the Aaron Hernandez of the New Hampshire Wild. I'm Hampshire glad Wild. I asked Aaron Hernandez some good questions when I was down there. That I yeah. didn't get targeted. I yeah. hope he does. I hope he doesn't call and get angry about that. That I just called him the Aaron Hernandez of the wilderness. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> of the wilderness. <laughs> of the wilderness. That's true. You know. Yeah. It's just you know. No, 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 no. Negan is the Aaron Hernandez <laughs> of the wilderness. <laughs> the character of the Walking Dead. Negan. True. That's a good point. Negan is the ca- is is the Aaron Hernandez. Yes, of the wilderness. that's uh, a little better. Um, real quick, there is uh, some news from Vegas. Odds makers believe. That Josh McDaniel, McDaniels, I keep doing that. I know. That's all right. Is the favorite to be the new head coach of? What do you think it is, Tom? Uh, I, I guess I'm going to say odds makers will say the Los Angeles Rams. That is correct. That's yes. exactly right. 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 That is the one. But I'm telling saying. you the jo- that I'm to- I told you what should happen. What should the happen? should go to the Niners and you should and, go right, with exactly. the Right, exactly. Now, all those interviews. Mm-hmm. Do not happen until Saturday. Right. Which, by the way, just just while we're on the subject here, all these coaches are going on Saturday to do these interviews, and we're all mad at Odell Beckham Jr. for going to Miami on his day off. Well, they don't. They're not. No, they're not going. They're not leaving the premises. They come here. Okay. Saturday is the day off for the coaches. All right. This, this is the players. Just like it's the day off for the players. So that means that McDaniel. They're interviewing will, for other jobs right, right. instead of working. But McDaniel's will show up without his shirt on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you hear okay. Eli Manning, by the way? Uh, Eli said, yeah, you should have. Eli, were you disappointed? You he goes, pack, yes, yeah, I you was. You didn't pack very well, right? You did not pack enough shirts. Right. Great, great line. Great line. Eli's, and that's, Eli's pretty funny, The actually. Giants are handling this perfectly. Yeah, they are. Perfectly. Of course, it doesn't help that, you know, Francesa totally, oh, okay, you said it. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> you know? Oh, no. He didn't, he didn't press him very hard at all. Uh, what, would he talk to Beckham? Uh, no, talk he to, talked uh, to uh, oh, McAdoo, I think. Oh, he's got Mr. Personality on there? Yeah. Is he McAdoo? Lucky oh, guy. Oh, my God. What a lucky, lucky fellow. Well, I'll tell you what. God, I don't know geez. what's worse. Now I've heard everything. I don't know what's worse. All right? I haven't... I, I don't listen to, you know, uh, Francesca anymore because he's not on Yes when right. you know, on TV. But the ESPN New York station, our counterpart in New York... Michael K. Actually, has Michael... You know, with Michael K as the host, mm-hmm. they have Todd Bowles on. Oh, okay. Leader of men. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, he couldn't. How does he inspire that team to run through a, an open door? <laughs> I, I, I maybe, don't. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't get it. Brandon Marshall said playing for the Jets was like having a diaper, you know, you haven't changed in all season. Oh Wearing my. the same diaper all season. Oh, boy. I mean, they are just embarrassing. Embarrassing. <laughs> That's what he said. I know. I know. I heard Brandon that. Brandon Marshall said it was I, like I, having I read a that in an interview. I know it. Right. I he know. said it on uh, Inside the NFL. Yes. When he's finally been on that show after he, he skipped out on it like for two or three weeks in a row when they were starting to get really bo- killed. Yeah. So, but I, I, I don't, you Manish know. Manish Mehta says he's going to be on the Patriots next year, so that's the thing. Uh, they asked him about it. They said, what's, what's the, you know, how would you describe this season? He goes, the best way I can describe it is having a diaper on and never changing it and just sitting in that diaper for the whole year. That's yeah. how our year was. It right. was a bad year. And they stunk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Much like yep. a diaper that you wear for a whole year. Uh... <laughs> you mean you'd change it? Um, I, would, I would do that, yes, <laughs> if it was up to me. My God, I could care less. Uh, but McAdoo must be, he must be scintillating as a radio, uh, in a radio interview. Mm. You know? I'm not sure if it was him or it might have been with Mara. 
You know, might have. Oh, with John Mara? He has Mara on. He has Mara on. He had Mara on, on for, the, uh, for the kicker for that. They team. usually have Mara on when there's anything controversial, so that could have been, been it. I mm-hmm. don't know if McAdoo does a regular bit on there or not. God, Coughlin geez. did for no, a while. I've heard everything. Coughlin oh, God. <laughs> I think that might finish the calls for today. He, he's only got a year left. I know. You know? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Done. Done on the fan. What do you think is going to happen to that station when he leaves? I don't know. He carries it. You know, he, I heard. He, he I heard now, of course, they were wondering about what would happen to when I misled. Right. And Boomer and Carton, you know, uh, you know, Boomer Sizer right and Craig Carton. But they, they stepped right in because Francesa was still there. R- true. You know, true. He was. Yeah, they had the double. Yeah. But now. So the second half goes. I don't know what they're going to do. You know, when they said sauce. <laughs> uh, he's too much. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think the Giants are going to do on Sunday? I think they'll lose. Really? I mean, you got a quarterback who's got eight on a streak of 18 touchdowns and zero interceptions. I know. You know? I mean, they're going to have to get after him pretty well to make him throw a pick. Now, the Giants' secondary is playing very, very well right now. Yes, it is. It is one of the best in the league after being one of the worst for years. Sure. But the problem is, can they get to Rodgers? Because he's so elusive and they don't have JPP. So, by the way, Eli Manning has the best postseason winning percentage with a minimum of 10 starts of anyone mm-hmm. ahead of Brady, ahead of everybody. Have you seen Eli Manning lately? Uh, yeah, he could, I saw ba- him. He could barely I saw him in that press conference. <laughs> he could barely hit the broad side of a barn. His arm is not what it was. Eli Manning is eight and three in the playoffs. Yes, I know. I know all about that. And I know he went to Green Bay and won a couple of times, I think, in the playoffs. Green Bay. By the way, is four and five at Lambeau in playoff games since two thousand two. After going thirteen and zero before that, so they're not a guarantee at Lambeau. But the Giants aren't that good on the road. Giants are healthy though, except for except Pierre Paul. For except Pierre, for him, Jason I mean, they're they are healthy. They they got everybody. Yeah, I know. they're ready to go. I mean, for as healthy as a team can be in the for, in the wild card True. round, they're right there. Oh, I think they'll give them a game. You know, they trailed the whole game against Green Bay when they played them in the regular season there. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, you know, of course, if, if they do it, then they got to go to Neat, then they got to go to Dallas. And you know, it's just going to be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. You know, but it's that's I don't I don't. <clears throat> Rogers is on one of those roles. And there's no bye week to interrupt it. He's going right into it. Right. So that tells me that he's probably going to stay on that role, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, while we were talking about the odds, Josh McDaniel, the odds-on favorite now to be the next head coach of the Rams, according to Bovada, uh, he has the second-best odds for every other opening besides the Chargers. Um, despite not having interviews with the Bills or the Broncos lined up, McDaniels is still the second favorite to become the next <laughs> coach of either of those two teams. That's not happen. Matt Patricia also in the mix. He will reportedly interview with the Chargers and the Niners this weekend. He has the third best odds to become the next Chargers coach. Also third best odds to be the next coach of Buffalo and Jacksonville, despite not having any interviews scheduled with them. And also MVP race. Tom Brady's stock has now fallen. Yes. He is now fifteen to four to win the MVP. Third best odds behind Matt Ryan, who's one to two, and Aaron Rodgers, who's eleven to four. Rodgers is the reason Brady's stock has fallen. Yeah, Rodgers is on that streak right now, mm-hmm. and that's why. And I still think Rodgers falls short to Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan didn't have a streak of six games where he was bad. You know, right. that's that's the only thing. I, I mean, if it's between those two guys, I gotta give the it games, to Ryan. Yeah. Even in the games they lost on the road, he played pretty well. He did. But so, really, the more I think but about the most it, the more most valuable player. I mean, what should, would they it be should like? Be Brady. It should be Brady. I don't. I, 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 in twelve games, what he did in twelve games: twenty-eight touchdowns and two interceptions. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. You know, I on it. The more I think about it, the more I think it should be him. As much as I think Matt Ryan will win it, you know, how do you, how do you just overlook a season like that from a guy who didn't even play the full season? Because it's not about the who had the best season. It's about who who's it, the most valuable. Who's the most that's valuable? How I mean, some that's people how you, look at it, it's not how everyone looks at it. Well, I mean, it, and I just think Brady's season was so. Un- I mean, if he yeah, played sure. all sixteen games, you know. Well, and you he, know what? He could be the MVP in the Super Bowl and have to take the trophy from Roger Goodell yeah. on Monday morning, February 8th. Which I would be certainly okay with. All right, yeah. we're going to take a quick or break. February, we'll come back. February 6th? I'm not sure. Don't go anywhere. Uh, February 5th. That's the day of the game. That's the day of the so game. So 6th would be the day he gets the, uh, he gets the trophy, the morning of the 6th. I thought they'd do the trophy right there on the field. The Lombardi Trophy. Oh, That's you're talking champion. about the MVP. The trophy. MVP trophy. The commissioner has to award that the following well, morning at a press. Then conference. they can stick it straight up 
Roger Goodell's keys right for two pre- days in a row. I was at I'd that press conference that from here to where you are right now. Very good. All right, quick break. We'll be back after this, and we'll talk with Jimmy Murphy. Don't go anywhere. My God, I could care less. Listen live or watch the show live streaming on our Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. If you've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight, well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, wallpaper, flooring, and especially window treatment and installation services. They take you from start to finish. Everything from the estimation to the delivery and installation. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bardis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bardis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. Talking Boxing with Billy C. Every Saturday morning from 4 to 6. Here's my thoughts to WBC, who likes to parade around and act like they are the sport of boxing. They like to to promote their belt as the belt to have. And for the most part, a lot of fighters follow that thought process. I think Canelo Alvarez would be in a position to really put some egg on the face of the WBC. On the home for boxing fans, ESPN New Hampshire. Game plans. That's how you handle tough opponents. So, when you're up against cold weather, make sure your game plan starts with a dependable, proven, tough Duralast battery. That's why AutoZone is the only place that carries a full range of Duralast batteries. They're designed to deliver more power during startup and stand up to even the harshest conditions and temperatures of 40 below zero. Cold weather's coming, so out-tough the temperatures with a Duralast battery. Proven tough and available only at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and recently at the mall, I wheeled past a woman who was offering people a little tray full of food samples, barbecued pieces of chicken on toothpicks. She said to me, may I offer you one? And she held it up, at which point I directed my friend to take it and put it in my mouth. (gasps) Immediately, the woman apologized profusely, saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not realize you were, I I mean, I, I didn't know you couldn't use your hands. She was horrified. But I told her, don't worry, it's okay. I said, next time, if you want to offer a sample and you see the person has a disability, just say, do you need any assistance? Well, this lady was so grateful, so thankful I had given her useful language should it happen again in the future. And from disabilitycampaign.org, I hope that this little lesson provides you with useful language too. It's always good to ask if someone needs assistance. It might be the door alarm, or the new safety drain covers, the pool fencing, even the swim lessons. But the fact is, you can never know which safety step will save a life, until it does. Adding multiple safety steps to your safe pool practices can mean the difference between a close call and a call to 911. Simple steps save lives. To learn some new ones, visit PoolSafely.gov. A public service message from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, the American Red Cross, and YMCA of the USA. You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is the phone number. Uh, we'll take a quick call before we get to Can I Finish. Al is in Connecticut. What's up, Al? Hey, Christian. How you been? Al, what's happening? How much? Hey, I... I heard you bring up last segment, and I'm, you're the only one that's brought this up, and it's bothered me since, uh, it's bothered me for a while. The interview on the bye week, they've been, they're going to interview the two coaches this week. Right. There's no way that can't be a distraction to the coaches. Don't you don't you believe that? I, I can't believe no one brings this up. Yeah. The yeah, NFL I mean, has done it's so, that. It's so for, common that, you know, years. you're it right. Happen, it happens every year. It's so common. Every team that right. wins it the does. Super Bowl has it almost every single time has had some coordinator who's gone on to look. So every playoff not, team does it. Every, every playoff, playoff team, right. every what? Super Bowl championship yeah, right. team, they all interview. I mean, it, it happens every year. Right. Why don't they change that? I don't know. I mean, 
Didn't mean, well, what would they that. change it to? They can't talk to him until after the season? That's, yeah. A lot of people think after, that's too late. Why, why don't they? After the Super Bowl. Because that's too late and a lot of the jobs get filled. Okay, but they won't get filled if they can't talk to anybody well, the, until after the game. Well, it could. I mean, the coaches all, I mean, owners want to well, hire then, their coaches ASAP. I understand that, and I get that because you yep. want to move on. You don't want to, you know, we don't, we don't know this in New England, Al, because we haven't had... We haven't had to worry about it. The only thing that matters to us is our coordinators. Right, here's, here's how it works. We haven't had to worry Here, about filling the head coaching position here's how it works. in 15 years. Here's how it works. They talk to the coaches now, okay? They're not allowed to speak to them again for the second interview, if there is one, until the bye week of the Super Bowl. Mm. So that's how it works. Okay. Yeah. That's how, I yeah. mean, if they're still playing, if their seasons are still going. That's, that's a bigger distraction. <laughs> well, the bye week of the Super Bowl is when they're here and hanging around. There's a lot of distractions that week, so this, it's that's not going to be too much of a distraction. Believe me, for McDaniels, I don't think – he's been through this before. Patricia went through it last year. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really don't. It's it's the coach's day off. They meet in, They don't go to the to the, to the the city where, they're inter, where the team that they want to interview. Those teams have to come on site. Yeah. They have to go to a hotel near the stadium – my guess is they're probably going to do it at the Renaissance. It's right on site there or somewhere else. But you've got three different teams or four or five different teams coming to New England this weekend on Saturday, coach's day off, the only day that they can they can interview. I don't think it's that bad of a deal. I think it's a good way to work it out. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I still say they they got to think about this. they got to think about where they're going to be. they got to think about what they're going to do. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's right. I don't think it's – I, I say it's a big distraction. And, yeah, yeah. I, I just hope it doesn't distract these guys, you know? Yeah, uh, Al, I certainly hope so too, and thanks for the call. I think uh, – you know, I, and I think the double standard for the coaches and the players, you know, and people say, well, these players shouldn't use their day off to go, you know, go do whatever they want. These other guys are interviewing for other jobs. Well, I go to Miami. is a little different than – And interviewing for a job yeah, with, a, because different, you with get, a different team? I yeah, mean, because on. you can get in trouble doing that. You get in trouble Still. in Miami. I mean, they're not going to get in trouble in a hotel room. Tom, you could get in trouble walking down the street to go buy the morning paper if you really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, but no, not, but this know? is a little different. I mean, come on. that's it a little. Is. It's a big difference. I mean, you know, that's they're out of their control and everything else. This is a – this is a, these are formal meetings – It'd be different place. if guys got in trouble like that all the time. These but, are know. formal meetings that take place on site. They're not traveling anywhere, which is a big key. Okay. Yeah. And that's what's. I I think the way they do it is is it it removes a lot of the distraction actually. Okay. You know. Uh, let's get to can I finish? Because uh, here it is. Well, this is a new one here. Uh, the power of the press drove a shame-faced bank executive to try and buy up all the copies of his local newspaper that featured his mugshot from a DUI. James Talbot, a vice president of an arm of Key Bank, was busted on December 29th after New York State Police saw him swerving all over the road near Palmyra. Is that a town? Palmyra? Mm, don't, don't know it. Don't know it. And he failed field sobriety tests at the station house. The 43-year-old Talbot called the trooper who arrested him an a-hole who was Uh ruining his family. Uh Uh-oh. The Times of Wayne County reported he then refused to have his fingerprints and mugshot taken, saying he didn't want his picture to appear in that rag. But when Saturday rolled around and the Times of Wayne... That's the name of the paper. The Times of Wayne. Oh God! <laughs> that sounds like that sounds it's like weekly. a. It's been a weekly. That sounds like a band from the nineties. You it know. It does. <laughs> the Times of Wayne hit newsstands. Several operators called the paper to say that a man <clears throat> had been coming in and buying up all the copies. In all, Talbot took somewhere between nine hundred and one thousand issues off the stands at a dollar twenty-five a pop. In the end, the effort was futile, as the paper has a weekly search circulation of twelve thousand. And also has a website where a story weekly. about the Talbot's arrest was featured prominently. Told now, I got to say, you know, that's that's going the extra mile. But you got to remember, man, when it comes to that, you can buy all the newspapers you want. That would have worked in 1985 or even 1995 or maybe even, in, you know, but once yeah, once the once Internet, the internet happens, happens, it doesn't work. Yeah. You can't buy out the yeah, Internet, my not friend. Too, not too smart. It's in the news. It's out there. People are going to see it. Smart. And you just spent a whole lot of money on a whole lot of uh, kindling for your fireplace, basically. And uh, that's my can I finish. What do you got? I here? have great news for Red Sox fans. They're oh? going to want to have a parade. Wussy boy is okay. Thank God. Wussy boy, Adriano Rodriguez, who hurt, hurt his knee pitching yep. in winter ball. How do you hurt your knee in winter ball? 
I mean, really. You heard it anywhere else. You heard it shagging fly balls Uh, more recently. God. Or less recently. Dave Dombrowski says he's walking without pain and feeling fine, which means (laughs) when first day of spring training, he will get hurt and miss six weeks. Guarantee it. First day? First day of spring training. uh... He'll throw and his knee will be sore, swell up, and that'll be it for about a month and a half. Wussy boy is wussy boy for a wheezing. <laughs> you know what, Tom? I don't like your attitude. I know you don't. You know? I love it. Wishing people to get hurt and stuff I like that. I don't wish him to get hurt. You kind of are wishing, because now if he doesn't, then your prediction's going to be wrong. That's true, but I know he'll get hurt. I know he's no already hurt. hurt. I know he's, he's already hurt. He hurt his knee. You think he's going to bounce back? Did you not that? just hear the announcement that you made? He didn't hurt his knee. He's fine. No, that's what David Brosky says. Right. Jimmy that's Murphy's in the house. Hello, James. First off, wussy boy would be David Price. No, no, no. Wussy yeah. boys. That's, that's wussy There's boy a couple right of wussy boys, yeah. actually. Wussy boys, David Price. And, and by the way, is like uh, Crowder and Price, are they need the new Twitter kings or what? I don't know. I, I mean, that was pathetic. They're going back and forth? Jake Crowder. Well, no, not back and forth with no. each other. They just happen to oh, be on oh, Twitter. Oh, Crowder moaning yeah. and groaning and Grow some skin. Yeah. That's yeah. all I have to say. But uh, See, I, I, I got a, uh, I got a really sad can I finish right Yes, now. I know it. We just, uh, I just received word um, that the great... Bruin Milt Schmidt has passed away at, at the what age, age of 98. Wow. He would have been 99 in March. Wow. One of, uh, if not the classiest ever to yes. play the game. Yep. Served our country. Yep. Uh, and came back and won an MVP yep. in a Stanley Cup. <laughs> yes. It Pretty was part of something called the Kraut Line, which yeah. you couldn't get away with today, yeah. I don't think. No. Could you, could you ever sure. see David Price doing that? Being on the Kraut Line? No. Going away. Yeah. Going, oh, going no. to war and coming back. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I couldn't see athlete, any athlete doing that today. Pat Tillman's the only one. I mean, yeah. there's not really. There hasn't been any. Yeah. Like, and it, this, this day The guy age, defined tough. He yeah. defined class. And he defined the Bruins. I mean, he he was the ambassador of the Boston Bruins. He, he was, was Bruin. until Bobby Orr. You no, know, he still Bobby, was. Bobby Orr said it. Bobby Orr said it two months ago. Yeah, I, I, I still he think. He said he's still Mr. Bruin. I still, now, maybe, I mean that he's passed away. So yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I, I, I think that in a more modern More people day, know Orr's name than That's exactly That's exactly why. But that why. doesn't, you know. That, right, but Schmidt was. He paved the I mean, way for Orr. Schmidt was yeah. a traditional. Yeah. He was the traditional Bruin. You know, yeah. and uh, you've dealt with him. You've interviewed oh, him. Oh, yeah. I yep. mean, the guy was just pure clout. The stories he would tell. The information he had was The information. He was always happy. He appreciated everything he ever had. So, uh, you know, our thoughts uh, and condolences out to the Schmidt family and the Bruins family. That's a a good run, 98 years. Although I'll say this. When you get to be 98, you you, want to be 100, right? My grandfather lived to be 95, and he always used to say, I just want to get to 100. That's all I want. My grandma went went at 98. And I really was hoping he would. You know, I I was pulling for him to see 100. I didn't think twice about it. Well, you already turned 200, so I mean, yeah, that's, I didn't you know, think twice. I, you know, I <laughs> you've, didn't think you've gone twice through this twice. That yeah. was 40 years ago. I didn't think Whole twice thing. about it. Uh, what do you got coming up today, Murph? Well, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, we've got a lot coming up. Uh, we got Bill Burt and the Patriots. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Mark Spector of Sportsnet, based out of Edmonton. He's going to talk about the Oilers and Connor McDavid, whom the Bruins will play tomorrow. Uh, Mick Collagio. Will join us as well. Uncle Mick. And uh, we'll talk some World Juniors as USA and Russia get ready to do battle in Montreal as we speak uh, for the semifinals and the right to go to the gold medal game. So, lots, jam packed shows always, but we will start things off talking about Milch Very good. And that's coming up next on the stretch run with Jimmy Murphy, Justin Sullivan. I'm off tomorrow. Yes, you are. It'll be you and Mark Breton. I'll Mark be back will be in here. on Friday. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the show tomorrow. Wild card picks on Friday. And we will do that on and Friday. And more otter TV. commercials. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. That's our time for Tom King. I'm Christian Arkin. Later.